to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Pratt. And today our guest is Chris Prefontaine. Chris is the best-selling author of Real Estate on Your Terms, Create Continuous Cash Flow Now Without Using Your Cash or Credit. He's been in real estate for over 25 years and his experience includes the construction of single family and duplex homes, owning a realty executives franchise as a broker owner, and coaching realtors to scale and automate. He's done condo conversions, multifamily homes to condos, and raise the roof projects, converting single family ranches to Colonials. So welcome to the show, Chris. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Aileen. Thanks for joining us, uh, Chris, and welcome. So yeah, I would, I'm excited to dive in. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background, if you can share, Chris. How did you get started in real estate and what your focus is? Yeah, well, we don't have 10 hours for my 30 years, but I started back in the new construction field, actually, early 90s, and then that transferred into owning a realty executive's franchise, as I think you mentioned in the bio. Then that transferred into coaching and doing my own investments. But that led up to the 2008 crash. So that's kind of like a fast forward of 30 years. Then the crash caused us to literally re-engineer the entire business model to not sign personally on loans, which hurt when the market crashed and the banks came looking for where they could get paid. And then to do everything on terms, lease purchase, owner financing, and, and subject to. But that's kind of where I came from. I've touched every niche pretty much, except for large apartment syndication, which I choose not to, and uh, storage. I haven't touched storage. So there's very few niches we haven't explored. Awesome. So one of the things that you just mentioned was terms. Can you explain what that is and what is it? Yeah. So for us, I mean, it, look, everyone interprets it a little differently, right? So I'll be specific to our company and we're a family company. When we call terms, we call owner financing, lease purchase, or subject to existing financing when we buy. And when I say owner financing, I specifically mean, Aileen, like a niche within a niche. It's owner financing with free and clear owners. They don't own anything on the property. And we have structuring principal only payments with them. So they act as the bank, but we're only making monthly principal payments. That's sort of a niche within the owner financing niche that's super lucrative. So then how do you find these properties or like, how do you even know that if that's the case when you first get into it? A couple of different ways. One is we do get leads from your standard lead sources like expired listings, for sale by owner, for rent by owner, but, and in there you'll find some free and clear. Then beyond that, if us or our students want to get more aggressive, you can mail to lists. You can buy lists of owners in the United States, for example, that are free and clear. And to most people's surprise, it's about a third of the properties in the United States have no mortgage on them. That's a lot of property. And if you think about it, by nature of them being debt-free, they didn't need the money. They would have pulled it out, right? So they're more prone to say, okay, I'll do 10, I'll do 20-year terms. Our office building, I'm not there today. I'm at my home office, but our office building was bought. It was free and clear. It was bought without a commercial loan. It was bought from a, a big land investor who wanted terms. He wanted it for tax reasons. He wanted it for estate planning reasons for his family. So they're out there. You just have to know where to sort of fish, if you will. Okay. And so for you and your company, like what are the different markets are you guys focusing on primarily? Well, we focus on Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Massachusetts as a family company. It's my son-in-law, Zach, and my son, Nick, and we have a great team. And then we have students all over North America, mostly the United States. We've got about 120 or so now. We call them associates. These are students that 
are out in the field and yes, they're getting coached and consulted by us, but we're doing it in a way that's very interactive and hands-on because we're doing the deals with them. There's just this enormous gap. I'm sure the listeners can relate to this in the industry from when someone takes a course or goes to a seminar and then actually does a deal. I don't care what niche it is. And the gap's too big, in my opinion. And so years ago, we decided, all right, we're going to try to close that gap or bridge the gap, we call it, with hands-on, let's do the deal with them until they get to like 10 deals. Then it's not like they mastered it by then, but they know a heck of a lot more because all the nuances that come up in a deal that they don't want to tell you at the seminar is where the money's made, really, because it's also what flushes people out of the business because they thought it was going to be easier, you know? That makes sense. That makes sense. And so like if you're investing in this kind of capacity versus, you know, the typical like flipping and rehabbing, what's kind of like the difference between that? Well, I mean, okay. So having done all that, I can tell you that the biggest thing is we trademarked what's called three paydays in the United States. Uh, We haven't expanded that trademark yet, but in the United States, it's there. And that is getting paid three times on a deal, not once. So as a realtor, for example, I sold a hundred homes a year. Our team did. Okay, great. But every January, you go do that again. A flipper, uh, new construction, done all that. You make good money, sure, but you do it again. So it's more, in my opinion now, in hindsight, like having a job. Whereas on our deals, we get paid three times. We get paid cash up front when we put a buyer in a home. We get paid monthly on the spread between what we're paying an owner or their bank and what we collect from our buyer while they're in the home. And then we get paid on the back end when it sells. That's like if you think about the three payday model we designed, it's the ideal cash flow model for any entrepreneur and any business. So if they start a business and they, and they don't have to wait for their return like so many businesses do, that would be ideal. Well, that's what we created pretty much for deals. So if somebody's wanting to look to transition into this area full time, you know, what are kind of the first steps that they need to be doing um, in order to get educated and taking those first couple of steps? Well, let me, so let me be a little bit more broad. Instead of saying our niche, I'm not so naive to think, hey, we're the only niche. There's a lot of cool niches in real estate. So regardless of your niche, here's, here's my thought. And then I'll answer that as part of it. One is get excited about one of the areas of real estate. If it's terms, great. Number two, then find someone in that niche that's not only still doing it, because there's a lot of people teaching it that are like, okay, I did deals 20 years ago. That could be scary or 10 years ago. Or even before COVID, things have changed. So find someone that's currently doing what you want to do and they're where you want to be and you can relate to them because morally and ethically, people can get deals done, but do you connect with them in every way value-wise? And that's why I share that we're a family company. That's great for some people and other people say, no, no, I don't really care about that. Okay. And then third, once you find that niche and that person or, or group, then put the blinders on for 36 months. I think that kind of commitment mentally is about what it takes. Not that it takes you that long to do a deal. It doesn't, but that'll get you in the right spot to not quit. And then to answer your question, once you do that, okay, if you're someone that says, I want to go full-time ideally, then it's real simple. The person I just described that you should go find, and we do it for our students, should be able to predictably say to you, what's the time you have? Okay. What's the amount of money you want to go full-time? Everybody has a different risk tolerance. Like, I can go full-time right away, or I need this much money in the bank. Everybody's a little different. So given their goals, okay, here's how long it might take you. And if that person's okay with that, the plan's in place. If they're not, either this time frame gets pushed out or the goals come down. So it's just a matter of balancing that. Everyone's different. We helped about 10 or 12 people go full-time in 2020 during all those crazy times and chaos, 10 or 12 of them. And that's life-changing. But they all came in in the beginning and said, okay, I want a plan. Here's what I want to do. And we helped them with that. So it's a long answer, but it differs from person to person. And so some, for somebody who wanted to get started in this journey, you know, can you kind of walk just in, in general from that first step to 
meeting your end goal, what does that kind of look like? What does that journey kind of look like? Yeah. So in other words, how would they, if they're a brand, brand new type thing? Yes. Okay. So a couple of things that go with what I said and what you just asked. And that is number one, there's a lot of free stuff out there, including us. And on purpose, we do that. Why? Because by the time someone comes in and works with us, I want them to be committed and just beyond, you know, excited to go forward, really serious and committed to do that. Just go into the free resources, go to YouTube. There's over a hundred deals in YouTube, for example, showing you how we've done deals, the three payday way. And it's not all fluff. We give you the good, the bad, the ugly, so to speak. So I want people to go do that. I want people to go through the book if they want. Uh, We have a couple of bestsellers because then you'll know, yes, this fits me or no, it doesn't. Now, assuming they did that and they come to us, now they like our niche. Then there's a real basic academy we put them through. It's for everyone to look at. There's not a person that shows up at our event, for example, that hasn't gone through the academy. And the academy is uh, go at your own pace. You can do it in a week. You can do it a weekend if you want to crash through it. Or you can take six months. It doesn't matter. After that, you can go do deals on your own. Or if you're more aggressive, like those individuals I mentioned that wanted to go full time, fine. Then you'd lock arms with us and become what we call an associate, which is what I referred to when I said we've got about 120 around the country doing deals. And so that's just how fast or slow you want to go once you get past the academy stage. Got it. Thank you. And so, you know, one of the things you mentioned also is that you guys are a family owned business. How did that kind of happen and how did that come about? Yeah, everyone says that as if I had some grand like master plan. I wish I could tell you I did. What happened was I started it after the crash because I love real estate. And I just started re-engineering what would work during all markets. And then I needed some help. So as the, I got busier, my son, Nick, was a realtor. And he said, I'll help you with the buyers. I kind of know how to do the online stuff. That was part-time. And then my son-in-law, Zach, and my daughter, Kayla, were in the uh, bartending business because we're in like a resort area. It's very lucrative, obviously, but the hours are awful. So they came to me like 15 and said, hey, what does it look like? Could we actually work? And, and my comment was, of course, I'm summarizing, but my comment was, yeah, there's, there's no salary. There's no free lunch, but if you want to do deals and be part of the percentages of each deal, great. Let's see what we got. Now, what happened is organically, Nick gravitated towards buyers, my son. Zach, my son-in-law, gravitated towards sellers, wanted me to teach him what I know. And Kayla, my daughter, who's super organized, said, I can run the, the office. And that she became the general manager. So we lost her because she has two great kids now. But the business just organically grew, everyone falling into their roles. And then we established some values and a mission statement so that it didn't become about family and personality. It became about, does it fit the values? Does it fit the mission and purpose? Great. So the decisions to do things, to hire, to fire, to create programs, all around the values, not personality. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us, because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level, and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. So for you, Chris, what is your next focus and what are you looking to do? Well, I mean, part of our mission I just mentioned, coincidentally, is to create 500 new transactions with our associates around North America, again, mostly US, uh, by 2022. So we're almost at that mission. We're about halfway there. And so we've got some nice ramp up that has taken place. Now think of that. So I said 500 transactions. That's 500 new families 
buyers that got help to get into a home that thought they couldn't, 500 sellers that got help, and then 500 associates who benefit, right? So it's a win-win-win. That's 1,500 families that we affect in some shape, form, or fashion that likely teach their family how to do that too. So generational effect, that's pretty cool. So that's kind of where we're headed right now. And then we're going to scale this to, to have more associates out in the field. So we fill the map up, literally. So then, so right now you're focused on a couple of different markets. So you're looking to also branch out into West as well, as well? Yeah, we have associates in, for example, in California and Arizona, but there's between here, between the East and West Coast, there's a lot of gaps. There's a lot of ground to cover. So we have, like we have someone in Washington, I'm going from memory, we have several in Florida. They're all over the place. And what they do is they, when they find us on YouTube or on a podcast like this, They'll look into our course. They'll sometimes apply to be an associate. It's by application because we're very protective of the Wicked Smart community. We don't want just anyone jumping in. It doesn't mean they need experience. Most come to us with none. It just means they need to be serious and committed and fit within our value structure. So yeah, we're still, we're East to West Coast now and some into Canada, but we're looking to fill in all the pieces, all the blanks. So Chris, how has real estate investing impacted your life so far? Well, okay. So I've only had a job when I was younger in a family company. And then when they, my father sold out in 91, I actually got fired a few weeks later. I've never been outside the entrepreneurial world, not for long anyway. So it has allowed us to create the lifestyle. I could literally do this from where you are on the West Coast or here. It doesn't matter now the way we've got it set up. So it allowed us to do that and to create experiences for the family. It's been awesome. And so if there was one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started, what would that be? Two things. One that I learned the hard way in the OA crash was there's no need to take out bank loans and sign personally on them unless it's for your personal residence. Do not, do not, do not do that on an investment property. It's just not necessary. You don't have to do that. Buy it on terms. Don't put your assets at risk. That's one. Number two was sort of the piece I said about the mentor. If I look back, Aileen, to only two times where I had kind of hiccups in economically, including the OE crash. That was the second one. They were the only two times, I didn't realize this until like two years ago, or maybe three years ago now, that I didn't have a mentor or someone to go to and go, hey, what should I do with this? I got a curveball here. So the big lesson that I know now that I would have done then even more is mentors or coaches. It's not brain science. Success leaves clues, right? And every single niche in real estate has someone that just crushed it and did well. Go find them and model what you're doing after them. A uh, quick story on that. So David Nurse was on my podcast. He is a high performance coach for the NBA. Very effective. He does one-on-one with these people making 10 or 20 million. He said in the podcast, it's simple, Chris. I get a player in who's fresh out of college or not even going to college and making 10 or 20 million. And we find where their holes are, where we have to work. And then we just find someone literally on YouTube or in the league that did what they want to do. And we modeled my training after that. Every person has someone they can model after. Well, why not do it then in everything you do? Why not go through that so you don't hit all the learning curves, for example, that I had to hit? Yeah. So one of the things that you mentioned was being able to find a coach and somebody to help you along the way to, you know, fill those little gaps and identify the places where you're missing. So can you give us any, I guess, tips on how to select a coach that's right for you? Yeah, I think it goes back to that three-step formula because that could fit for any business, by the way, Aileen. It doesn't have to be real estate. Literally, if you're going to go open a restaurant tomorrow, do what I said. Find the type of restaurant you want find the person who already did it and that you can relate to, and then go follow them with blinders on. That's how I'd pick a coach. I wouldn't pick a coach based on, oh, I don't know if I can afford it. That's letting what Tony Robbins calls a tyranny of how stop you. Like, oh, I don't know how I'll do it. No, think big, think who would be ideal? Like if I could really get this done. And let me tell you why I say that. Back in 2012 or 13, I was just getting my legs again. And there was a mastermind program. It was 25,000. I didn't have 25,000 in the bank. 
What I said was, I know if I did it, I could have success. I know it. I'll commit to it and I'll do it because of what I said earlier. All right. So I found someone. I called several people. I found someone who's willing to put that money up. That's a lot of money for a return of a third of all my profits on all my deals until he was 100% return on his money. That's a super win-win. They're not going to get 100% return on their money. It all requires is you committing and saying, I'm going to get resourceful and I'm going to go hire that person. So don't make the coaching decision based on you can't afford it. You can afford it if you have confidence in yourself and them to get you there. Because everything can be afforded when you know there's a, a payout. Well, yeah, definitely being resourceful and seeing and focusing on the who, not how. Yeah, yeah. And so what is the one thing that sets the successful people apart in the real estate investing business? Um, one's tough. I'll give you one. There's probably a few, but one would be managing expectations. And here's why. I think there's just a lot of misperceived programs and marketers that can do good things on these late night TV commercials on the internet now. But- they're not going past that. So unfortunately, they're selling you on, this is overnight riches. I'll tell you right in the beginning of my master's class, this is not overnight. It's not going to be overnight, but it's going to be a good return. So it's managing your expectations to not think I got to have a deal tomorrow. I need it like I need water. That's not going to happen in real estate. What will happen is you can create a lifestyle that you probably never dreamed of if you'll commit to what I said. Now, remember I said three years, uh, I had Brian Tracy on my show and he said, I told him the three years and he said, ah, he's in his eighties now. I don't know, 80 books or whatever. He said, no, Chris, the entrepreneur's journey is seven years, seven years. It's, you're going to feel like it's awful in the first few years. And he said on my show, you will suck for a few years. Then you'll feel like you got your legs and you're doing okay. And then you'll have huge success if you'll give it to seven years. So I've changed my thinking from three to seven years now. And so, you know, as you're going on this seven-year journey right now, a lot of times you'll kind of hit the ups and downs. And sometimes it's really easy to fall off and get distracted. And if you're not seeing the result, you know, can you share of any of the ways that you've seen or been able to help other people to kind of focus on the long-term and not just focusing on like the immediate success that you think you're going to have right away? Yeah, absolutely. Just last night, as of you and I talking, we do a weekly call with our associates and we whole call was on this. So this is perfect. So let me give you an example that comes to mind, the biggest one last night. We have a gentleman in DC and he's been with us now about four years, right about now. My wife just asked me that this morning and his name is Bill. He'd be happy that I use his story. Bill had a really tough 20 and it wasn't just because of COVID. It's because during the beginning of his career, he made with us, he made some tough decisions that he shouldn't have made on putting qualified buyers in homes and just poor decisions. Easily, easily, easily by anyone's judgment could have quit in 2020. Could have quit. No problem. Nobody would have faulted him for it. He stuck with it. He had he displayed grit like you can't believe. And in the last eight weeks, this is current. In the last eight weeks, he realized about 320000 in cash on some of those deals that we were able to turn around. That's a life changer for him and for anyone that went through that. So that's one example. But they're rampant in our community because we try to we support, support, support. So they stay with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, having that support around you is definitely very helpful to be able to continue to move forward and helping you to focus on the long-term goals. It's huge to have a community. So I, I mentioned our Wicked Smart community. That's where they go and lean on others. It's not just us. I wouldn't have the time to hit them all. They'll come into Slack, which is where we all hang out. And they'll they'll say, has anyone gone through this? And of course, somebody in the community with 120 people have gone through it. So it's really good support because doing it alone can be a toughie. That's why the mentor is important and the community support is important. 
Thank you so much for sharing that, Chris. And so for you in your business or your personal life, do you have any tools or techniques that you've used that help you become a little bit more efficient that you can share with us today? Yeah, it goes back to that mental thing, right? But just some that, that I do. Really, for me, it's like the daily routine in the morning in the discipline. So uh, working out or meditating or yoga, one of the three are going on constantly. And then having a future statement also on last night's call, I encourage all the associates to have a future statement. And I did live coaching with a gentleman to give you this example. And I said, what is your wire? What is your big kind of dream? And you start to explain all the hows, all the to do's. And I said, no, no, no. What's like, give me the, the three year end of 23 plan or 24 plan. And then you start to get the, the bigger picture. So that's a tool because you can then take that and record it in your phone, which I do and listen to it every future statement plan. That's super powerful. Now people say, oh, it's a little out there. It's a little foo-foo. I'm not super powerful. And there's studies behind it, but without getting into a long thing today on that. So I do that all the time. And then the time blocking and the schedule theming, I think is super important. Even if you're by yourself, theming your days. So on, you might be doing seller calls or buyer calls, or you might be doing admin or a CEO day, whatever it is, theming your days and time blocking and protecting that. Cause that's all you have is your time. So protecting that. Yeah. I think that that's really great. Thank you so much for sharing, Chris. And yeah. thank you so much for coming on and um, sharing your story today and your experience. Really appreciate that. It's a pleasure. And so if our listeners wanted to find out more about you and what you do, Chris, what is the best place where they can go to find out more? Well, our main site is just smartrealestatecoach.com. But as I said to you before the show, what I'll do is I'll do two things. I just said that was big on free. So I got to kind of put my mouth in the right spot with that. One is uh, they can all get a free book. We were doing electronic during COVID. I will mail the hard, it's a hardcover Amazon bestseller. We will mail it. All you got to do is send an email to support at smartrealestatecoach.com. I'll warn them that I did this on a show. So uh, support at smartrealestatecoach.com. You'll get the uh, new rules of real estate and real estate on your terms. They're both bestsellers. And then if they want to do a call, Aileen, because the call usually is a little bit more personal. There's only three of us to do it, myself, my son-in-law, Zach, and our strategy expert, Brian. Just go to smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash action. We'll get on a call with you. We'll help you. We'll give you a couple of nuggets to walk. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate everything again. You bet. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.